0: Hi, and welcome once again to the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan thomas and today we're going to talk about suggestibility. And uh, one of the things that goes along with this is the idea that our memories can be altered, which is kind of creepy sounding, but kind of true. Um, like a simple example would be you might see some people arguing, and then later if I were to ask you about that huge fight you saw, you might actually exaggerate the details of the fight, even though they didn't quite happen that way um and we've seen a little bit of a version of this i've told the story a couple times about how a google research talk researcher talked about research where they can show you photos of your childhood and you can see a photo uh mixed in there of you like in a hot air balloon even though you were never in a hot air balloon but you might actually remember being in a hot air balloon with your dad and like what you know all all, all the details of that and it never actually happened so our memories are sort of can be open to suggestion. Um, And this is, you know, how witness testimony can get completely screwed up and um, it's can be scarily easily to influence uh, witness testimony that way. Um, And uh, memory can also kind of be altered when you're in a hypnotic state. You might not remember the things that you did when you were in that state, or you might have suggestions planted during that state, triggers that you respond to later, not knowing exactly why. And we'll get a little more into hypnosis later, but those are other examples of how memory can be influenced by um, suggestibility. Um, And even non-memory things, right? Like, I can remember, like, people encourage you that you're good at something, whether you really are or not. It can kind of influence your behavior. I know people, when I was growing up, kept telling me what a good writer I was, and I, that just made me double down on writing. And I think that's a lot of the reason I became a writer in a lot of ways. Um, so another sort of way that you can see this happening is, like, let's say I tell you it's raining, and a couple things might happen. You might get your umbrella. Like, I never said get your umbrella, but you just did it. Or you you might not believe me and you look, might look outside to see if it's raining either way though i've influenced your behavior just by putting that suggestion out there so it can be kind of subtle um there's also weird cases where like if you convince someone that what they've been drinking is alcohol like they've been drinking a lot of alcohol they might actually act drunk um and the person drinking the same thing might look at them and be like why was why is my drink so weak right it, it can be weirdly powerful um and it's so powerful that they actually do have to kind of account for this when they're doing um drug trials, where someone's given a placebo, they have to take into account that people might behave as if, like, the drug is working, even when it's not. <laughs> and in there's some cases where, like, even after they've been told it's a placebo, they still sort of feel the effects of what they should have gotten. Um, so it can be really, you know, powerful in some cases. Um... And to get back to the hypnosis bit, so I never really was sure whether hypnosis was a real thing or not, like if it was sort of like movie magic or if it was like a real clinical studied thing, and it's totally a real clinical studied thing. There's lots and lots and lots of studies about it. Hypnotherapy is a real thing. Um, And so what um, what they aren't so sure about, though, is what suggestibility actually is, like when it's at home. So there's still like, trying to come up with, like, real measures of suggestibility is still, like, a very elusive kind of thing, but, like, definitely they've sort of looked at are different, like, personality types that are more or less suggestible or suggestible in different ways, and the sort of hypnosis, like, approaches might vary with each, um... Like, there's some types who are kind of very skeptical, but if you can give them a logical reason for everything you're doing, it kind of works better. But there are other people who are more kind of submissive, for lack of a better word, and they will kind of just go with the flow, and you don't really need to explain anything at all. So people will usually try to um, learn about the subject before they kind of undergo hypnosis. And in fact, you know, generally speaking, um, a hypnotherapist will take a case history, which, of course— they're a therapist. Of course, it's but like that's part of the reason why is because different approaches to hypnosis might not work with different people. Um, there's even sort of like a creative type of person who would sort of like go along with hypnosis in a way where they'll behave the way that they think people who are hypnotized behave. But apparently if you do that, you're just as suggestible as someone who is actually in a hypnotic state. Um, it's weird. Um, uh, and they're even, like, people who might be more suggestible outside of a hypnotic state than actually in one. One of the things they've looked at, which is kind of interesting, is that hypnotizability or sort of that kind of suggestibility might be hereditary. And they've sort of looked at different genetic factors in that, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but like I said, at the end of the day, we don't quite really know what suggestibility is yet. Um, the phrase itself, though, isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? It's a psychologically neutral term, um, and it's different from being gullible, right? It's more that your inf- your behavior might be influenced by something, not so much your beliefs. Um, and the suggestion doesn't e- the suggestion doesn't even have to be a verbal suggestion, right? Um, contagious yawning is kind of an example of this. Um, where just that seeing that action can kind of suggest to you, um, the, the, the impetus to yawn, um, there's something called medical student syndrome, where if you read enough about a particular disease, you can start to think you have it. Um, and this gets really tricky with, um, there's a lot of study of this around children, because when you're trying to get testimony from a child, um, they're sort of very susceptible in a lot of different ways to suggestibility. So, um, This can go for the interviewer, so it can be really easy to interview someone, interview a kid in a way where you'll ignore details that contradict your hypothesis going into that interview. Um, And that's, you know, really true with any interview, but it's especially tricky with kids. Um, Apparently, if you repeat a question to a child, the likelihood is their their, their answer will change because they think they didn't answer right quote unquote the first time and so they're they're like looking to give you an answer that will satisfy you and when you stop asking the question is when they think oh i've answered it correctly so that can be tricky um even having a positive tone in asking the question can uh, get a child to produce more details about what they're recollecting the problem is the more details might not actually be the right details they might be false Um, apparently as kids get, you know, smarter and older, this happens a little bit less, um, for kids that have, uh, dissociative tendencies, which is sort of to say that they kind of like disconnect from reality, especially like a traumatic event in cases where they have trauma or like high cortisol levels, which is like adrenaline, but not quite adrenaline, but it's like a, it's a a fight or flight kind of uh, hormone. Um, you can see increases in, um, memory, um, faults, um, and, and, uh, incorrect memories. Um, sadly but is worth acknowledging when sexual and or physical abuse has uh happened that's, that's a predictor of greater accuracy in recollections um but uh so suggestibility uh is something we don't quite get but definitely happens which i guess is true for a lot of brain stuff um but uh that is all for this week uh for the cognitive bias podcast uh i'm your host david dylan thomas and we will see you next time